Your call is very important to us. Please hold. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Do you think she is the best running mate? She's the vice president of the United States. So people say to me, well, why isn't she doing this or that? I said, because she's the vice president. That's the job description. Sam Fender. Fender's motto in life is simple. An indictment is not a conviction. Damn straight. That's manly talk. This is Plausibly Live. Boy, what a busy day in politics yesterday, huh? A lot of things happening. Started with the Mexican government yesterday putting on display alien bodies. This was the big... uh, the big to-do on Twitter, I guess, or X, whatever we call it now. Alien bodies on display from the Mexican government, so that makes it real. Of course, the other big news here in the United States was the capture of the illegal immigrant murderer who had been on the run for two weeks after having escaped from jail, after being sent there because he killed his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend and all the debates and discussions about illegal immigration, he was caught, and boy, it was just, you know, it was just a mess. Mitt Romney retired yesterday, except that he didn't. He just announced he's not not running for re-election, which is not the same thing as retiring, but that's how it's being portrayed. He announced that he believed that we should have younger leadership, which of course is the most Mitt Romney thing ever, because that's the populist opinion now, is that we should have younger leadership, so now Mitt Romney jumps on it by saying, well, I'm going to retire, I'm not going to run for re-election, and I think we should have younger leadership. He doesn't actually mean that, but he says it. Ukraine informed us over the last day or so that we must continue to pay for their war, because if we don't continue to pay for their war, then the Ukrainian refugees, let me make sure I get this right, the Ukrainian refugees will not behave themselves wherever they are. They will be upset. So we have to continue to fund the Ukrainian war, because otherwise the Ukrainian refugees will do something. I don't know. In New Mexico, a Biden-appointed judge ruled that the governor's executive order banning guns in violation of the Second Amendment was not going to be allowed to go into to action, at least temporarily, which, of course, it was never really intended to anyway, but, but there you go. And Nancy Pelosi made the news yesterday as she, in an interview with Anderson Cooper, admitted that the position, if not the person, of the vice president is pretty much useless. They don't actually do anything. And so 
it's okay that she has never done anything, why she doesn't go to the border, why she doesn't do it, because that's the job. That's, you don't do anything. She said it. <laughs> Take it for what it's worth. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm a firm believer that the vice president is pretty much useless too. But at the same time, it's kind of like a backup quarterback, isn't it? Shouldn't she at least be studying the playbook? Shouldn't she at least be briefed on things? Who knows? Oh, and there was a letter yesterday. You heard about this, right? This letter that the White House supposedly sent to all the news media saying, hey, this impeachment inquiry into President Biden is nonsense, and you, the news media, need to take the lead on proving that it's nonsense. Now, when we first saw the, the first reports of this letter, uh, I made the comment that there's no link, there's no source material, there's nothing here. I mean, it, it's not that it can't be true, but there's nothing to verify it at this particular point. And about six hours later, CNN had an article confirming that, in fact, the letter was true, that the letter had, in fact, been sent by the White House. That doesn't mean President Biden per se. But White House staff had sent the email, or the letter, to all these various news organizations informing them that this impeachment inquiry into President Biden is outrageous, it's, un, un, you know, it's meaningless, it's unsupported, unsubstantiated, and you need to not only report that, but you need to start investigating the GOP people who are pushing for this, um, because you know this is a waste of taxpayers' money. The content of the letter is appalling. The idea that the White House, again, may not be signed by Biden, but he is the White House when you get right down to it, would even think about sending a letter to the media saying this is what you should cover uh, should set off alarm bells. I mean, people should just be, you know, let's see. What is that? What is that phrase again? Uh, government, should, Congress should make no law respecting the freedom of the press. Oh, yeah. The government cannot tell the media what to say, what not to say. That's not the tone of this letter, is it? Furthermore, instructing the media to go on the attack of the GOP because they don't like the charges in the, in the impeachment inquiry is kind of, um, well, it's the government telling the media what to do, right? There are a couple of things of note in this particular letter that I would like to point out at this point. Number one, um, there is no impeachment. There's not even an impeachment inquiry yet. You understand that. It, it hasn't happened. And it's equally as likely that it won't happen as it will that it as it is that it will there is no impeachment at this point there's no impeachment inquiry and to to paraphrase sergeant bilko an inquiry is not an impeachment at the same time there's a problem with this letter that goes beyond the first amendment issues goes beyond the the banana republic issues that goes beyond the propaganda issues of a government telling the media what to print. And the problem is, 
why write a letter like this at all? What? First off, if you're going to do this, if you're going to tell the media what to write, what to say on the television, what to say on the radio, you don't put that in writing. Do you? I wouldn't. You don't put it in writing because that's a record. See, if we have a meeting where I tell you to do this, I'm the White House for the for the sake of argument here, and I say to you, write this in your paper, write this in your, your radio reports, TV reports, that's a hearsay. You can call someone to testify to the fact that this meeting occurred, but what actually occurred in that meeting is subject to interpretation. It's subject to understanding. Well, this is what I heard, but that's not what I said. I never said to, to say that. And magically, I'll have minutes of the meeting which will support that. <laughs> the president discussed coverage of, of these things. You don't put that in writing. You don't write a letter saying, this is what you should say. You sure as hell don't do it for a president that's in trouble. and. I don't really care what side of this agenda you're on. I don't care if you're left, right, or indifferent. Nobody can dispute the fact that President Biden is in deep trouble. Whether that trouble is political or legal could be debated. I don't think so, but it could be. But you don't do it for a president that's in trouble. You don't, you don't take a president that's having issues like that and write a letter like that, which seemingly says, don't talk about, you know, don't talk about the Biden club. Um, and then public and, and then put it out, send it out. You don't do that. They had to know, folks. They had to know. There's, there's no way that the people that are responsible for this letter, whoever they might be, didn't know that this letter would get out. So if on the surface of it, it is for this and for the purpose that it appears to have been written, why would you do that? They had to know that it would get out. And what that tells me is that they wrote it down in a letter form on purpose, that it was intended to be released, that it was intended to get out there. Now, why would you do that? Well. This week, we've already seen in the last two days, the New York Times, the WAPO, Washington Post having op-eds. The New York Times op-ed, and again, I read it, but I just kind of skimmed it. I didn't, I didn't go into detail on it. It purports to debunk the seven points of the investigation of the, of the impeachment inquiry. If you already have a media that's already writing this, because that, that, particular article was released before the letter was known. If you already have them doing this, why do you need this letter? What? Again, they had to know it would be released. I think it was on purpose. It's a crazy alternate theory. Take it for what it's worth. My alternate theories sometimes don't work out very well, but here's my question about this particular letter. What if this letter was written sent to the media, knowing it would be released, knowing it would be found out. What if that was done on purpose? More and more Democrats, 
do not want Biden to run in 2024. More and more of them. We have seen this week, the New York Times and the Washington Post both have op-eds. Again, not the official position of the paper. They're op-ed columnists saying Biden's too old to run. Biden's too problematic to run. We need somebody else. You have this interview with Anderson Cooper and Nancy Pelosi. Do you think that Kamala Harris is the right person? She really hasn't done anything. Well, but she's the vice president. They don't do anything. Wait till she's president is almost the implication. They had to know that this letter would get out. They had to know that. There's no way that they didn't know that. And if they didn't know that, well, number one, I don't believe that. I don't believe that there's any way they didn't know that. You could be a first-year poli-sci student, and you would have to know that. The letter getting out makes the president look, how does that make him look? Well, for half the country, it makes him look like a banana republic dictator wannabe who's dictating to the media. And to a small percentage of those who still support him, it's going to look the same way. It's not a huge percentage, but it's a small percentage of looking at that going, wait a minute, why is this guy doing it? If Donald Trump did this, we'd be having a, a fit. This letter makes the president look bad. And even for his supporters, it makes it, it, it has to leave a bad taste in their mouth. And they had to know that was going to happen. So what if the entire purpose of this letter is simply to drive another nail into the coffin? What if the entire purpose of this letter was simply to mm, continue the push to get Biden not to run? Is Biden going to do that? Is he done? Well, I'm still not convinced. But this particular letter only makes sense if he's being pushed out by his own side. It only, To me, there's no way that this makes sense otherwise. It had to be on purpose, and it has to be done with the intention of getting him to not run. Because that's what they're saying they want. At least in the corners where opinions are made on the Democrat side. What do you think? Send me an email, dave at the DaveBowmanShow.com. Send me a text, 209-565-DAVE, or a voicemail. You can leave it there, too. Comment on the Facebook page or the regular page at PlausiblyLive.com. We'll see you next time.